Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to a podcast from The Pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony aunt, and this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. On this week's Dear Viv, tips on meeting men. How soon is too soon to move on after divorce? How to deal with mothers who brag about their genius children and the boss who wants you to be her bestest friend. Our first question this week. Dear Viv, I'm worried about being single. I've been single for a very long time. My last boyfriend was 10 years ago. Since then, I've had a series of seeing people sort of things or extended periods of no dating. I wouldn't say I'm unattractive nor particularly bad in social situations, evidence being a good range of long-lasting and new friends. However, when it comes to men, I'm terrible. I'm very shy. My boyfriend 10 years ago used to talk me down a lot and I've never really regained my confidence and tend to go for very arrogant men. At first, they're a sure thing, but it never lasts. I don't have enough energy to maintain a relationship with an arrogant man who needs a lot of ego boosting. I want to be the woman who says, I don't need a man and mean it. But I do need a man. I need to be loved, to be lusted after and despite my circle of friends, not to be lonely. I guess what I'm asking is this. Are there any tips you can give on meeting men or on how to be okay with being single and how to be patient in the hope that I'll meet someone who wants to spend time with me as much as I want to spend time with him? Oh, heavens, you want to be lusted after, blimey. Uh, Okay, well, I don't think your demands are crazy. We all want someone to love, someone who loves us back, and not to be lonely. Being lusted after wouldn't hurt a bit either. This is all totally reasonable. I am slightly bemused by your demands of me, though. Dear Viv, please give me tips on meeting men. Who am I? Heidi Fleiss, it's still a black. Uh, But I get what you're asking, and I will answer that in a second. I can hear the sound of people getting their notebooks out. Uh, You also want to know, though, the answer to another question. How can I be okay with being single? How can I be the person who says, I don't need a man? You've asked the perennial questions posed by anyone who is not in a relationship and who would like to be in one. How can I meet the right person? And how can I be less bothered about meeting them? 
The answer, I think, to both these questions lies in the contradiction between them. It's a truism that you will meet someone when you're least looking to meet someone. This is what happened when I met my husband. Uh, A couple of months before I met him, uh, I was 25, I had decided that I would stay single until the age of 40. And then I would try to find a very, very old and preferably impotent professor of Russian history who would be my life companion. Sometimes I wish this plan had worked out. Uh, Two weeks after that, I met my husband. Be careful then uh, what you wish for, my friend. So how to care less about meeting someone. Fill your life. Do all the stuff you couldn't do if you had a boyfriend. Hang out loads with your friends. Go to the cinema on your own. Plan loads of travel. Make complicated and time-consuming breakfasts just for yourself. Boost your own ego instead of the ego of some arrogant idiot. Do you have some weird hobby that you've always dreamed of finding the guts to try? Do it, do it. I strongly suspect that if you do all these things and do them with great passion and joy in your heart, you will suddenly find that you do not need any tips on meeting men because they are buzzing around you anyway and it won't matter whether you feel like you need them or not. You will just know when you find one that you can be bothered with. Go forth and enjoy life. Our next question. Dear Viv, how soon is too soon to move in with someone new after a divorce? My sister and her husband broke up a year ago and the divorce came through officially just before Christmas. Now she's met a new man online who lives in Hull and she wants to move there from Bristol to be with him. She doesn't have kids or anything, but she has a good job, good social life and family nearby. She won't have any of that in Hull. I want to be happy for her, but I'm so worried that she's moving too quickly. Well, this is a fairly simple question for me to answer. How soon is too soon to move in with someone new after a divorce? Answer, it depends on whose divorce it is. If it's your sister's divorce, then the answer has to be none of your business. I'm sorry to be such a bitch, but our own marriages are difficult enough without working out what's going on with other people. And even if it is too soon for your sister to move to Hull, what are you going to do about it? Tell her not to go? I'm being a bit mean to you, um, but I do understand your concern here. You see your sister as being in a vulnerable position, having just broken up from her husband, and you don't want her to get hurt all over again. At least if she stays put, she won't have to uproot her job and she'll have all her old friends and her family. But think of it from her point of view. When people get divorced, they often don't want to just get divorced from the person they were married to. They want to get divorced from a whole way of life. Maybe to get over this, she not only needs to be apart from her ex-husband, she actually needs to change her job, her home and her friends. Perhaps the question for her is not how soon is too soon, but how late is too late. Support her and show her that you'll always be there for her, even if she does live in Hull. Our next question. Dear Viv, I have a friend who is a child bore and overcompetitive who spends her life bragging to me about her daughter. It's like her child is a child genius the way she talks about her. I don't want to hear 24-7 about that child's accomplishments, but I sit through it out of politeness. 
I've even caught her rifling through my own child's school textbooks to check that her child has better grades than mine. It's ruining our friendship. Oh, dear child bore tolerator, I'm very sorry to read this, but also intensely amused. Thank you for your hilarious letter. How many of us parents, I have three children, have met this person? We've all met this person. Maybe it's the same woman going around every house in the country checking the drawings on your fridge to make sure your child doesn't have better colouring and skills than hers. I know these people intimately. I have walked among them and I have listened to hours of analysis of their children's bland and meaningless school reports. So I sympathise. I don't think casual gun owning will ever become legal in the UK, but if it did, I don't think these people would be safe at the school gates. That said... Parenting makes us all utterly demented. You know the truth about this competitive child bore. She's insecure, she's anxious, she's worried her child is thick, and she's worried that she's a bad parent. Are these things you can find a way of talking about without her realising that you've guessed the truth? Some fake sharing might mend your friendship. Oh, sometimes I feel like I haven't always done the right thing by my kids. Or, oh, I really wish I'd read to them more when they were little. Uh, If these kind of phrases unlock some confessions from her that her kids aren't perfect either and neither is her parenting, then you can get back on the right track and find some different subjects of conversation. But if she responds to you opening up by saying, oh, that's such a shame because my Quentin has just been recommended for a Mandarin speaking championship then you know you're wasting your time and you need to find better friends. Good luck with this social experiment. I've tried it myself and it sorts things out fairly quickly, I promise. Our last question this week. Dear Viv, me and my boss get along really well. Although she's only a few years older, she's always been a great mentor to me, really encouraging and a good laugh around the office. A few months ago, we both went through big breakups, which led to us going out a lot on the weekend and after work on Fridays. While at first this was fun, and let me be honest, I was secretly a bit thrilled to be my boss's favourite and her real friend, it's become very clear that she doesn't want a friend as much as she wants a lady-in-waiting. She has absolutely no sense of humour about herself and is deeply offended by the kind of jokes that would be normal in any other friendship. She's forever falling out with people and expecting me to do the same. One minute I think we're just two friends, the next she's gently reminding me that she's my boss. It's now become clear that our relationship was always better off kept in the office and never outside of it. However, now I feel like I'm in too deep and when I turn down her invitations to go out, she's prickly with me the next day. Could my career suffer? Can you tell how anxious this is making me? Oh dear, when I first read the words lady-in-waiting, I initially worried that your boss has started making lesbian overtures towards you and was gearing up for a very cautious reply. Um, That would be bad enough, but this is a different dilemma and is no less anxiety-making. And yes, I can tell how het up you are. You have inadvertently got yourself involved in some kind of clueless bridesmaid single white female mashup and that is no fun unless you're the one in the queen bee role as your boss seems to be in this case. And even then it's not really appropriate unless you're 11 years old and she really needs to get over herself. So how to proceed? First, stop beating yourself up. You made a simple and understandable mistake. You were flattered by your boss's friendship and you let things overstep the mark. This could happen to anyone, so don't blame yourself. 
All you need to do now is the same thing you would do if this happened with a friend. We've all done it, become heavily involved with someone who turns out to be not quite the person we thought they were. Or worse, they turn out to be just a bit toxic. The most important thing to remember is that, I'm sorry about this, but you are not going to be able to hold on to the friendship you had with your boss before you became her BFF. So she probably won't be your mentor anymore and she may well stop championing you at work. What you have to do is manage things elegantly and in a relaxed way so that she doesn't notice an abrupt change. This is pretty much the only way to stop her from doing something petty and vindictive such as making things difficult for you at work. Keep making your excuses uh, as you are. Maybe invent a sick relative or a dying dog. Lay it on thick. Make it clear it's not about her and just be consistent, don't waver. And don't go out with other people from work in the meantime, that will blow your cover. I predict it will pass quickly and she will soon find someone else to turn into her lap dog. Don't feel jealous or regretful when that happens. You are so much better off without her. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at the Pool UK. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon and sign into thepool.com where you can get more content specifically made by us for women like you. We hope we see you there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.